Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. I'm your host, as always, Elliot Barn. Is joining me as two guys that sat through what a two and a half hour rain delay to go back and watch the home team battle against Charlotte FC. Is the best, I mean, not Charlotte FC. God, why did I keep calling them Charlotte FC? No, that's Charlotte that's your Independence. <laughs> See, you just got Charlotte on your mind. It works, and that's what happens when you marry a girl from Charlotte. It happens, all that stuff is now. Charlotte all around. But hey guys, how are y'all doing? Are y'all having fun this Sunday-ish evening? Yeah, yeah. It's been a pretty chill, pretty chill day so far. Um a little tired after last night. Normally don't uh normally I'm not up at ten watching the kickers, but yeah. Doing all right. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. Training, training for Fuego games. Oh yeah, there you go. That's how that works. I'm not going to lie. Like, I tried to stay there, but I think it was – what was it? It was supposed to start back up around 9 o'clock, and my wife looked at me and was like, I'm hungry. I'm ready to go home. And I was like, all right. Let's <laughs> go to go. I know what – like, I know y'all went back to the game afterwards when the game actually started back up. How many people was there in the stadium? Like, what, 20, 30 people? I'd say like 50 to 75. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, I'd say closer to closer to 50. Yeah, there's a okay. decent – there's a decent amount. Now, the crowd earlier in the day before the rain delay, I got to say, man, shout out to the kickers uh, front office getting that amount of people in the same for a home opener. I'd say what? To, I know they said it's 6,000. It felt like it was close to seven. The amount of people that was just up on the concourse and the, like, the stands and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they stopped counting at 6,000 or what, but it, it did feel like more than that because I remember – I think it was the season finale last year against Greenville where we had 6,000. Yeah. Um, and it felt like more at this game than yeah, the did. Greenville game. Now, granted, that, that could just be because it's so recent and it was yesterday. But, yeah, I mean, tons of people. It was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's always tough to tell, too, if you're actually just going back and watching the game. So I was looking a little bit of it on ESPN Plus uh, today to kind of see what things actually looked like uh, on the field. And – you know, in the stands, you know, it's a little gappy here and there, but there's so many people that are up on the concourse. It's really hard to judge, you know, how full is it just based off of, you know, the pictures. But uh, I, I always kind of try to gauge it, you know, based off of, like, corner flag to corner flag or, you know, before they tore them down, you know, where the, uh, you know, big light stands used oh, to be yeah. and everything. And, okay, are they, you know, getting filled to there? Are they going you know, beyond that? And, you know, it was looking mostly full, you know, from – you know, ad banner to ad banner. Yeah, no, it was like, because in certain parts, like I was up in the press box and I looked down at one point and I was like, outside of, I think you pointed out that, that one section where the uh, padded seats are, outside of that, man, I couldn't really find too many empty, like, seated bench areas. So that's, I mean, for it to be a home opener, that's a good sign that the kickers are getting people in there. Now, I will say this, like, I know what Jefferson Cup was in town, and I saw a lot of like kids walking around with like the youth club stuff. So maybe it might go down a little bit more after that. But 
For it to be a home opener, you get everyone there, man. It it was impressive. And always, Red Army sounded great. Like, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I don't take it for granted how special it is to be in Section O on game days because there's nothing like it. It's great being back home. It's a great soccer atmosphere. You know, I brought some friends who um, had never come to a kickers game before and that are that are big fans of, you know, European soccer and um, they they loved it, you know. So it's a solid soccer atmosphere we have in Richmond. Yeah. We're really we're really fortunate. Yeah, yeah actually, even more than even more than that, just pregame seeing how many, you know, you know, families and your know, groups, you know, were just out there tailgating ahead of time. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you start to you know, build you know, that culture up a little bit more. You know, just have that whole strip at the bottom of the hill, just people, you know, hanging out, you know, grilling, you know, doing whatever. You know, pregame. I think that can, you know, be something that can you know, grow and really be able to build and sustain you know, beyond just the, you know, those who might you know come to the game. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, man. I always love a good tailgate. Is is it's one of the more unique things here in the South when it comes to soccer. It's like we're going to find a way how to tailgate before a game. I mean, all I saw you doing at the tailgate was you know, trying to you know, make people you know do shots with you the whole time. That's my job. That is my job is to get everyone drunk and have fun. Don't have a fight, like, but there's shots. I mean, hey, you got to partake in this. Yeah. I did like you to start the year off, so I feel good. And I heard y'all also kicked the cake, which is a good thing. Well, when you get tailgate 2.0, it helps. <laughs> that is true. Um, so I guess we might as well talk about the game that happened that caused tailgate 2.0. Um, Richmond falls at the home 2-1 to Charlotte Independence. I know the scoring line says that we lost, but I think if you dive a little bit deeper – I think there are some positives to take away from this game. I mean, a lot of my major questions were slightly answered, such as, like, can this team create a, create a goal from open play? Can they, you know, create multiple chances? Can other players outside of Emmy be effective? Yes. But I think there are some problems that are still surfacing and are still there. So we'll dive and talk about those. Where do you guys want to start out from this game from any point? You guys I, mean, I suppose probably makes start, since the start of you know the start of the game lineups and all that, or even you know the the little pregame moment. Oh well, yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> let's talk about lineups, especially. I'm like, Akira was not in the lineup again for the second game in a row. We got the news that he became a proud dad, so shouts out to him. Um. So that's why he was not in the game. Will Palmquist got the starting goal again. No Matt. No Matt Bentley in the lineup. And that was uh, O'Gordon, who deserved to start. Uh, I think Darren talked about it in his pregame post, pregame press conference. I'm sorry, I forgot to say that about how he was challenging certain players to kind of step up to the plate, and some were going to be benched uh, just because he wasn't kind of happy with some of the play. So O'Gordon comes in for Bentley, um, and I got to say, man, for him to get a goal on the start, he look dangerous and electric and they're pretty well yeah I, mean, I feel like almost anything positive you know, throughout the game you know was connected to gordon yeah yeah so yeah. you know, i feel like he did everything he could possibly do to be able to you know get another start out there uh i mean maybe not thursday uh but certainly you know two weeks you know against uh noco yeah no i definitely do does feel that way like he 
he took advantage of the opportunity that was given to him. He played really well. Um, anything else I'm thinking about lineup, or was that it? I mean, those, those are the only you know, changes, but yeah, I think it's two pretty noteworthy ones. What? Noah Kira again and Gordon coming in. Those are pretty oh. two noteworthy changes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I was missing something else. I was like, wait, I'm missing something else? Um, but yeah, no, those are two big noteworthy changes. Now, it in terms of how the first half played out, you had a lot of significant moments. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys would agree with me that the intensity in this game between these two teams were very high. Like, there was a couple of moments where it felt like, all right, like, <laughs> we might not walk on this field with 22 players, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely got it – it definitely got pretty chippy there um, in certain moments. Um, I'm sure everybody remembers Carlton Belmar and – uh, Charlotte Independence player sliding in at the same time and Carlton getting Carlton and, a, and an assistant coach um, got in each other's faces there for a moment. So I think it, it's possible that we've got potentially a new like rivalry in, in the works here, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see. It do, it do feel like two teams that they do not like each other. And maybe that's just because of the proximity of what playing each other in a span of three weeks. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would most likely do it. Um, I mean, I was – Matt, you went back and rewatched the game, so I'm trying to make sure I'm right on this. Um, it does feel like Richmond were more positive offensively. But in terms of being more positive offensively, like a lot of the midfield play got left out. Like it just felt like it was very much up and down, like a racetrack kind of game. I don't I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, in the first 12 minutes or so, I felt it was – you know, fully controlled by the kickers. Uh, and some of that was just, you know, cycling the ball back through the midfield, back through the, you know, the defense. But they were really uh, you know, kind of, you know, controlling the game a little bit. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte had that in their game plan too and were perfectly happy to let that happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, you know, I feel like the book could be out on some of these, you know, you know, Darren type of teams of, you know, give them the ball, make, you know, break you down rather than let them open you up on the counter. Uh, you know, we've seen that for years that it's been an effective tactic. So I feel like it could be a matter of uh, your teams course correcting finally and you know, you know, making us mix it up a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was no real you know, th- threat early on until there was and, you know, you know that goal. Uh, but you know, even leading up to that, you know, Creating some you know, positive looks, Hornsby getting you know up the wing pretty well. You, you know, Gordon getting you know some uh, you know looks up you near know, the opposite wing. Uh, felt good, you know, right up into the moment that you know, Gordon had his first chance that got saved, and then things turned and they turned quickly. Yeah, Gabe, you started. You, we were talking about it before the show about how you seemed like a game of like chances, and it definitely felt like in that moment, like. Yeah. The 12th minute, Gordon has his shot. He gets saved. It was a soft shot. Like, I think he should have put definitely more power behind it. But you don't think you don't think he hit it solid? I think I think he placed it too close to the keeper. I think it was a good shot. I think he just placed it too close to the keeper. Okay. Yeah. Versus Clay shot, which he 
if the way how I looked at it, like the way how Clay shot it, it was the same exact shot as Gordon, but it just was out of the way of the keeper. Like Will couldn't get a hand to it to save it. Versus Gordon's shot, it just it was just too close to him. Yeah, I mean, um, Gordon Gordon had like a fantastic chance. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't placed well. That was the problem. It was it was struck well. You know, it, hit, it was hit hard, but you know. It was it was right in the keeper's purview, um, but uh, but yeah, their their goal right afterwards. Will didn't really have a good chance at saving. So yeah, I mean, I felt like I felt like the ball just wasn't bouncing our way uh, in that final third, and also we weren't super clinical on like that final pass. Um, I felt like we had a lot of half chances, if that makes sense. You know, we had a ton of half chances that we weren't really able to like make that final pass and get like a really solid chance in front of goal. Um, at the end, I felt like we, we maybe could have put one or two away, but, but yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah. It does feel like there was a lot of like half chances in this game, like shots that we had, but then a shot of play will magically pop out of nowhere out of the ground and like block the shot or we're trying to play the final ball and it would be a bad pass or something like that. Like, <sighs> And don't get me wrong, like I think Richmond it did okay, but I don't know, man. It just feels like this team is still lacking something in that final third part of like it's like they don't have anyone that can how can I put this? They don't have anyone in the midfield right now that does the job of Ethan. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Charlie did a really good job of this where they forced Zaka to be the creator. Where last year, like Ethan could drop in, and he can still do his role, but he can alleviate the pressure around Zaka. Like that forces Zaka to be the sole creator, and that's what Charlie. Did. It kind of felt like Charlie put their two midfielders on Suko and Neil. Was like, all right, man, mark them and force everything to Neil. It kind of like we saw we saw the effects of it in the second half, where I think it came like what in the thirty fourth minute, where Zaka makes the bad pass to Sis, and we almost get scored on an open goal. I mean, that's just you know, him playing a defensive midfielder role and you know, driving back you know, between the center backs. I don't think that's anything unique to what we do. That You'll see that like, every team you know, out there you know, doing that to try to help you know, build out. So I, I wouldn't consider that you know, creator you know, necessarily. Uh, but you know, at the same time, yeah, I think most teams are going to you know, be happy taking their chances you know, with you know, Zaka on the ball versus you know, Neil Vignal's on the ball. Yeah, if they can help it. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, let me let me ask you this: first half, second half. We know the obviously we had a whole rain delay and everything like that. But do you feel like the weather at all dictated kind of how Darren set this team up? Like it felt like the first half they were really trying to pump in like a bunch of crosses. They weren't trying to do like the direct long ball, but it was a lot of like crosses and whatnot. Second half they tried to keep the ball on the ground a little bit more. Your thoughts on that or anything? I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't notice anything okay. like that. I mean, the way the stadium's built, you know, when you're actually on the field, you know, you're down, you know, quite a bit. So I don't. You know, yeah, you look up at, you know, the flags and everything. They might you know, be you know going you know, pretty strong, but it's not going to you know, carry you know as far down onto the field. You know, the same way. Just you know, we're with all the different you know structural. You know, pieces of the stadium, uh, so 
because if nothing else, you know, we were playing into the wind in the first half. So you would think you wanted to you know, play on the ground in that case, because otherwise you know, things would get you know, hung up. But like you were saying, we were throwing crosses. I mean, you know, the goal came directly off of a cross. So I, I don't think that factored in at all. Uh, it, it does feel like the, I mean, maybe it's just me. <laughs> the weather does kind of like play. I don't know. Like it, the amount of crosses threw me off a lot for Richmond. Did, did it throw right. me off? I guess just because I wasn't expecting, because I'm used to seeing the one like pass from the center back to the wing. Player. I'm used to seeing that. But a lot of the times I'm used to kind of seeing Richmond either not trying to just pump in crosses a lot because it's feel like a lot of crosses are pumping in like, Charlotte Center would just deal with them easily. And it kind of felt like we weren't yeah, but, but even last year when those balls went out those balls went out to Bologna's, what was the end result usually? Well, it was a cross, or he would try right. to go well I'm saying like he would try to dribble the ball into the box and it would be like a playback cross. Like it just felt like we got the ball on the wings and immediately it would just be like, all right, cross the ball into the box. Or like that it was happening a lot in the second half as well, where like either Neil or Jao will get the ball like 25, 30 yards out and he will try to cross the ball. But I know like at that point with 10 minutes left, you're just trying to get any kind of ball in the box to be somewhat dangerous. So uh, it was just something that just caught my attention. I was just like, oh, that's kind of interesting to see from this team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think one of the things like all of us have to do, and that includes me, is I think we have to start forgetting – you know, what last year's team did because yeah. it's not the same team at this point. You know, they have, you know, different uh, – there's some of the same players, but they have, you know, some different directions, different skill sets, you know, that are out there. And, you know, I think it's just, you know, they're, you know set us up, you know, anybody who's watching up for frustration or, you know, setting, you know, the guys on the field up for, you know, you know failure to be like, oh, well, you know, this guy doesn't do this exact same thing the way the last guy – you, you did it uh, because we're not talking about you know what the new guys you know, do differently on the plus side. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, absolutely right. From the neck, yeah. From the, uh, yeah, absolutely the right. Yeah, but, I mean, for example, like Owain being on the on the wing. If he continues starting on the wing, I don't know that we've had a guy that fast on the wing before. <sighs> you know, I mean, he is he is ridiculously fast out there, and that will like. If he can continue playing on the wing and continue getting those reps out there and starts, I I like where that could go. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think there was what two chances. I think Neil like played like a through ball to him on the side, and he completely outran his guy. He he literally there was one point I don't know if you saw this, but he lifted his legs in the way that a sprinter lifts their legs in the hundred meter dash. It was wild. Like he he is that fast. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it was good. I mean, Matt, you're right. Like a lot of these guys are new, and the skill sets are a lot different. And I would say I'm I'm oddly impressed with Justin Sukow. Like he did a he did a really good job yesterday. Like um, watching him yesterday, he did he did help out a lot of the creation front and a lot of the divvying the ball around. Another Hornsby is an impressive guy as well. Hornsby was impressive as well. Um, God, okay. Whew. Anything else you guys want to talk about for this first half? I mean, 
I mean, there's a score on a goal that you haven't talked about at all yet. Why are oh, you trying I, to blow I, by I, thought, I thought that I brought, I talked about it when I was talking about Gordon, but I didn't go in depth. So you're right. Let's talk about that. So these are one of the crosses that did work. And I don't, I'm still trying to figure out the angle how O'Gordon scored this. Because it just seemed like he ran behind his friend and kind of like crouched down and headed the ball into the net. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, going, you know, going a little bit back to what you were saying just before this, the whole play starts because you know, Hornsby doesn't give up on the ball and is able to save it on the end line and uh, you know, kind of poke it away from you know, the Charlotte defender. Uh, so he saves that, gets the ball you know, to Belmar, who has plenty of time and space and you know, took like what two or three touches to set himself up and yeah. pick out you know the cross uh and yeah I, I think being able to watch it on the camera side and then watch it you know, from the stands you can kind of piece it together pretty well you know, because you can see you know they're worried about Emmy in the middle right there you know mm-hmm. they are concerned about him and there's like you know two guys keeping a watch which and yeah, they've done their homework. They've watched the last three years, you know, kickers games. They get they get the assignment there. Uh, but you know, Gordon kind of you know flips in from the you know back post and you know, he's able to you know get himself you know in front of the defender that's supposed to be on him. And you know, Belmar is able to you know pick him out. And at that point, you know, he gets his uh, head on the ball, you know, six yards from goal, and all he has to do is not hit it right at the keeper yeah. and it's a goal and uh, mission achieved. Yeah, it's a fantastic goal for him and one that he really deserves. Um, going back to the uh, pregame press conference, um, Darren was hinting at, like, you know, some guys are chopping at the bits. Like, some guys are ready to start and ready to go. Like, um, And, I mean, O'Gordon <laughs> took advantage of his opportunity. Definitely. Um, going, in, going into the second half, um, kind of felt the same way. Like, it felt like a, a replay of the first half, like where Richmond was creating chances, Charlotte was okay sitting back, and then you had the whole bust-up happen in the 60th minute where, what was it? It was like a 50-50 ball. Balmer goes in probably the rougher of the two, gets the yellow card. Charlotte, Charlotte's assistant coach is trying to bait Belmar to get a red, and – this is just me. It kind of felt like at that moment, Richmond Heads wasn't all the way focused on the free kick. They were still kind of caught in that moment, and Charlotte took advantage of it with the free kick. How do you guys think about that moment? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was, it was just a bummer because the way I viewed that play was both players went down. Mm-hmm. Belmar went down a half second after the Charlotte player went down, and there, I mean. It, I, I agree with the call that it was a foul, like that Charlotte deserved a free kick. But, um, but yeah, it's just unfortunate the way it played out, you know. And I feel like I could probably see how maybe they they lost their heads in the moment and just lost their focus because I feel like we like our center backs. I feel very confident in Dakota and Nathan in defending free kicks like that, um, particularly. And I, I there's not been at least to my knowledge so far this year, like a free kick or a corner kick where I've, I've been worried about uh, a goal scoring opportunity for the opposing team. And that this was really their, you know, the first chance for, for them and to, to score on a free kick or, or whatever. But 
anyway, I, it was, it was, it's just an unfortunate situation and the ball bounced their way is the way I view it, you know? Yeah. It kind of feels the same way. Matt, any thoughts or anything on that? I'm a little, I think less forgiving on that <laughs> one. Like foul's a foul. It happens, whatever, you know, you should be able to defend, you know, a free kick coming from the sideline, you know, 40 yards away. And it, you know, it's, it's a good free kick and they really you know, are able to put it on you know, somebody's head. Okay. That happens every now and then that's not what this free kick was though. You know, free kick, you know, uh, free kick should not be falling to you know somebody's feet you know, right there to be able to you know, kick. And yeah, that should be something that's, you know, cut out. That should be something that's, you know, taken care of, you know, by, you know, whichever kicker's player uh, is there and available. You know, because it's a team effort on defense at that point. We all know that there's, you know, strikers back, you know, defending, there's midfielders, you know, there's everyone all over the place that's matched up, uh, you know, size-wise for the most part. Uh, so that part, I think, you know, you know, something that needs to be, you know, looked at because uh, – Make them earn it. You know, don't let it be easy on them. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, what? This is our – I think what – I mean, we only played three games so far, so this is the first time we've landed multiple goals. But I will say this, talking about this new team, I do like the resiliency of this team because I think not a year has passed or anything like that, but I think a lot of teams, you put them in that moment, you give up a cheap goal like that, you're down 2-1, you probably lose the whole plot and, you know – you probably go down even worse. Now, granted, we got lucky. Uh, Charlie would had another chance late in the game um, on a breakaway. But, I mean, Richmond still fought. They tried to create chances. Days didn't come off. It, ha- it happens. You know, there's no positive way how to p- try to put a spin on it or anything like that. It's just you didn't execute well enough, but – I still like. I still like to think that there are still some positive takeaway in it, even though things didn't go the way how we wanted them to to finish the game out. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I mean, even when they went down early in the game, I, I was never worried that the game's over at that point. You know, I had full belief that they were going to you know, score, you know, somewhere along the way. So yeah, annoying to be down one nothing, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, right then, and you know, the goal came. Uh, with the second one, yeah, you know, thought there was you know a chance you know, that you know, they would be able to pull it back, but uh, I mean, they got to be crisper, you know, in the final third. Like, what did you know, Austin Pack really have to do in the second half? Yeah, no, it, right, it, yeah, nothing. Like, because yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's two big chances that I can you know, pick out here you know, from the second half. You know, the fir- you know, first one, you know, when uh. You know, I think it was a combination of like you know Zhao and Neil and uh, you know Luke are kind of you know, playing the ball, you know, in, on the right side of the field, and it opens up, you know, for I think it was Neil be able to play you know Luke in, and he just takes an absolutely horrific touch, like you know, dude was all alone eight yards you know from goal to either take a shot or you know cross it right or cross the face of goal, and it bounces right on his foot and goes out of bounds. I mean, I, I know we like the guy, but. That that was bad. Yeah, and that's no. not good. That's not going to help his cause to, you know, get more minutes. <laughs> no, you're you're right. I mean, I, I think we should take some time to really talk about it, dive into this, and that that'd be overly negative with it. But I think it's something you can pull apart and look at, like the final third execute. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Future in this team, the first three games, how would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Like four, maybe? Okay. I'd also say four and a half, maybe five, because we, we have scored twice. So I'm not going to give it a games. two or three. Yeah, that's it's true. It's early, but I, again, I'm gonna be I'm gonna lean on the gracious side. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking I mean, for as well. I mean, if you're Darren and you're looking at it, you're yeah, what double digit crosses, uh, what sixteen shots on goal? Not all shots. Come on now, not all shots are equal. We know this. Yo, no, 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 no. I, I know that, but I, I was saying they had like what five on goal, but like you said, Matt, they had maybe. Out of that five, they probably had three that really caused Pat to really like scramble. We had three on target. Oh, we had three. Okay, so three out of that three, what maybe two? I mean, you scare Pat, so I'll change the number. Um, on the flip side of that, William Parkwood's man, like he for him to come back into his second game because the Karens definitely didn't start, um, because he just had his beautiful baby and whatnot. How was his performance? I felt like he did really well. Um, neither of the goals were his fault, really. Um, and he had what I think two or three big saves. I know he definitely had one from he saved from uh Gabrielle that he shot from outside the box, and he had another one, uh, oddly enough, from Gabby, uh, Gabrielle, um, that was closer up in the first half. But how was his performance to y'all? I mean, I don't, I don't think Akira's got to worry about anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. I, I mean, he, he, he's not a hero with his feet. You know, that is very, very yeah. clear. Uh, I mean, there was, you know, one, what was it? I think, I can't remember if it was early in the second half or it was, if it was after the rain delay where Dakota plays the ball back to him and he ends up having to kick it out for a corner. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Like, Come on, dude. You get, <laughs> yeah, that, that can't be happening. The dog yeah. agrees with you. He agrees yeah, that he, that's he, right. Yeah. That's my dog Guinness. <laughs> I mean, he had you know this couple of saves. I don't know why the league's you know hyping up the long distance save. I felt like that was a much much easier save than you know the one you know uh, from the giveaway later on. I mean, I, I know it doesn't you know look as spectacular because he's not diving as much, but I felt the sec- the other one was kind of the you know quick get down you know you know foot save is far more impressive. I agree with you. I think the foot is a little bit more. I guess just because of the quote-unquote degree of difficulty, like I, I like the long distance save looks better. Like yeah, yeah, it looks better, but I don't think it's actually harder. The, the other one, you have more time to see and react to it. From yeah. from from the stands, that long distance save that Will made looked pretty pretty incredible because he, I mean, uh, Obertan or whoever whoever the Charlotte player was that got a hold of that was. He, it was a rocket off his foot yeah. from the stands. Anyway, it looked like that. Yeah, I mean, touch with overtime too. I mean, you can 
yeah, yeah he kind of flamed out you know, from there. But you can see you know, like the difference in like a Premier League pedigree versus college. Like yeah. a lot of our guys. I'm not gonna lie, you know, over said like he was dangerous. His body is like his, yo, his shoulders are like hella broad. Like <laughs> he was dangerous, man, all game long. <laughs> oh, he just looked like a man out there against you know, against, against literal children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'd like to I mean, I think Will played well. Um, I think I think he played as well as I don't know uh his pedigree super well. I know that he was a third string guy for New Mexico United, uh, came here to Richmond. Got the start against NC Fusion, played great against them. Um, so I think this might be potentially his longest string of starts at a professional level. Um, I could so. be wrong. I don't know. Someone would have. Oh, to definitely is. Yeah. Um, so I think it's his only his only string of starts at a professional level so far. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if we're if we're judging just based off that, I felt pretty good about it. Um, yeah. I I feel safe with him back there. I, I definitely. I'm looking forward to Akira coming back just for the ability to uh, distribution uh, playing from his feet. But Will, I, I feel good about Will's shot stopping ability. I'll say that. So, what are you thinking, then, Elliot? You're, you're not getting out. You know, you're not getting off the hook here without putting your opinion. Oh no, I'm not. I, I kind of, I like the point that Gabe just made about like what you lose in Will's playing out of the back with his feet and whatnot. You kind of gain that in crosses and getting the ball more there. I'm assuming Will is taller than Akira, right? So you gain maybe two or three more inches and, like, going off and grab those balls and crosses, shot-saving ability I really like from him. But, yeah, like, playing with his feet is not his strong suit. Like, I don't think it's something that – I don't know if it's something he's hella comfortable with, and I don't know if it's something that – you know, if he plays more games, he'll get more comfortable with it, you know. Um, and also, you, you're you doing that against a team like Charlotte, who, you know, loves to just press everybody up front, and you got to be super crisp with your passes. Uh, I I mean, I feel comfortable with him back there. I Like, if I see him start, it may be for the rest of the year, what, he's done two games so far? If I see him at another five, it wouldn't be cause concern for me. Like if Akira goes, see if Akira goes down with an injury, we call Will in. Like I feel comfortable with him being back there. Like I feel like he can do the job. I do think you do. You have to adjust things. Like if you know, like all right, playing with his feet is not something that is his strong suit, and it can lead to potential, you know, chances and whatnot, or kind of getting stuck and just having the ball back there. But yeah, like Darren gonna have to adjust that. Like you can't do it just for life, like with Akira. Um, but yeah, I, I probably say he was one of the best performers on the field outside of him awarded Sukau. You know, I feel good with him. Yeah, I I also have a personal. I like Will a lot. We ta- we met at the uh, uh, meet the team event for season ticket holders, and my wife is from New Mexico, so we talked about green chili. He's a cool guy. He's a really good dude. He's a really good dude. I know he's a big Denver sports fan as well. I know he like loves the Nuggets and Broncos and whatnot. Yeah, I was gonna give him some riff last year about how uh, Russell Wilson was not the best quarterback in the NFL last year. Uh, Russell Wilson is cringeworthy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, any other thoughts on this game, y'all? Before we uh, go on to like our top three performers and such. What, did you think Neil got fouled there at the top of the box, seventy fifth minute? I do. 
Yeah, so do I. I do. From my view, I thought he did. Yeah. And I don't know if the ref thought that, all right, the player got enough of the ball, I'm not going to call it. Like, I, I wonder if that foul, like, if that foul happens inside. Because if I happen inside the ball, so right on top of the line. I'm trying to There's like 20 yards out. It was like, you know, in the, like the D area. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that foul happens inside the box and the ref is like, all right, I'm calling it. Versus they have it right outside. He's like, yeah. I think he's much more likely to call it outside the box than inside. You know, refs usually don't want to give penalties if they can help it, it feels like. But yeah, they don't That's mind giving, you know, free kicks you know, from outside. Yeah. Now, if there's anyone that I trust taking that free kick, it's Neil. He, you know, other thing too, on a corner, I forgot which corner it was. He almost scored an Olympico. Like, he came very close. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the exact minute. But I remember, uh, it might have been. It happened right after we scored. I remember, after they scored. I remember that. But yeah, Neil came close. Matt, I'll turn it over to you for the top three, sir. I was going to ask one other question oh, okay. for you guys. What are y'all? How are y'all feeling about Darren's, uh, you know, kind of sub patterns so far? I think it's a lot of trying to embed guys in and get them comfortable with the speed of games. But I also like. I think it's a lot of trying to get guys comfortable with games. Like, I think it's trying to get Jow to speed. I think it's trying to get O'Dwyer to speed. I think it's trying to get like. Other guys comfortable with doing certain roles on the field. So later in the year, then if they got to start games or if they need to come in, they can just play it. I don't think there's a real pattern to his subs or anything like that. Like I don't think there's any impact sub like how they're in terms of how they were last year. Like you're not bringing Gordon off the bench to be that impact sub. You know, we're bringing as much once again as much as I love Luke. Luke's not providing you much as a striker spot. Like he's a busybody out there. Like he's creating chaos. But if you actually to provide a goal, Luke Pavone should be your first option, you know? So maybe ask this a little more directly than, you know, Matt Bentley's sitting there on the bench. We're down a goal for half an hour. You know, he goes to Luke first and doesn't – he has two subs he didn't doesn't use again this week. He has another you know, sub opportunity to be able to use him, including after a long break, and still doesn't go to Bentley at all. Yeah, I don't know if he's saving Bentley for the U.S. Open Cup game. He's just like, all right, you're going to start there. I don't know. But definitely, yeah, you should have brought Bentley off the bench there. You know? I, I would have liked to have seen Bentley um, a little bit early, earlier, maybe 65th, 70th minute, if we're you know still still being down 2-1. Um, yeah. Um, I, and to be honest, I think I would have liked to have seen him over Luke in that, in that yeah. spot, but I also, I mean, I don't hate the Luke sub either because Luke is is quick, he's fast, he can attack the wing. Um, so it's, but I, I, I do think I would have preferred Bentley. Yeah. I mean, my thing is just, you know, this is three games now where he's only used three subs, right? Well, I think it's and, just bitch stuff. I think it's bitch quality. I mean. Well, they like, haven't been the same subs each game, though, because, you know, the first game he went with what, you know, Zhao, uh, you know, Gordon, and someone else I can't remember right now. And then it was a completely different group, you know, for, you know, game two when he brought Chandler in, he brought Luke in, and he brought uh, uh, Jake oh, in. Luke, Luke, Luke was first one. We were also defending a lead in the second game. Well, right, right. So, but, I mean, that goes, you know, to me saying, like, it's not a matter of, 
you know, necessary bench quality because he's used six or seven different guys off the bench. That's true. Yeah. You know, so he's to some degree willing to use them, you know, but yeah. like it's a situational sort of things. Like we talked about this last year with the uh in the you know, playoff game. All right, you know, crap, we go, you know, go down. You have Ani on the bench. Why not just throw him up there, you know, put him in throw, you know, see if it, you can hit his head or something. Like, you know, same sort of thing. You know, throw Chandler in there. He's huge. You know, maybe, you know, you know, pull Zaka for him when you're chasing late. You know, see if something can happen there. Just try to mix something up. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong with it. I mean, also, like, Amy didn't offer you much. Yeah, maybe you go Bentley for Emmy even. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Bentley coming in for Emmy in like the seventieth minute if yeah. if Emmy's not getting into yeah. spots or getting on the ball very much. I'd like to see Bentley get on the ball. I mean, that's, that's the other big thing to consider at this point in the season. I mean, there's three games now where how many real opportunities has Emmy had? I think zero. No. Yeah, none. exactly. Exactly. Like his best look this year was the almost assist he had to Gordon if you know, Gordon had finished in the 12th minute. Yeah. I think yeah. Emmy will be fine when we can get the ball into the final third with more clinical passing because he does really well to get into good positions. Mm-hmm. Agree. You know, just we're getting to the point of it starting to be, you know, come, you know, a pattern of where's the service? You know, how yeah. are we going to best be able to involve? You know, a guy who, you know, when you get him the ball in the right spot is the best player in the league. For sure. I mean, also, we're playing against two teams, what, Greenville, that are just, is notorious for marking Emmy out of games. And Charlie kind of took that same blueprint. It was just like, all right, we're going to put two center backs on Emmy and just be like, everyone else is kind of on a Highland one-on-one. You know? So, sure. I mean, you know, it's kind of on the other guys around him. Like, as much as I love Neil, Neil got to make better, better passes in the final third. Sukov's got to be a little bit more better as a creator. You know, Bentley, oh, not Bentley, uh, Belmar and Gordon, when they get these one-on-one opportunities, they have to take advantage of those opportunities, get the ball into the I box. I think we can throw Bentley in there, too. He played. He started yeah. the last two games, and, I mean, it's the same conversation. So yeah. I don't think anybody's immune from, uh, you know, the question. Yeah, no. Nah. But, I mean – if I mean, is it offering you nothing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, go come off to have this seat. We're gonna throw someone else in there and they can try to create something. Um, yeah. I think that's just more so just like the nuance of what you do, but once again, like it's still a small window because you've only played you only you've only played three games against two teams. Of course. Yeah. You haven't seen us against like, you know, Lexington or against Fuego or against, you know, other teams. So Right. Still got a long and, part of the season to go, and to kind of you know relate to that point because I, I saw uh, you know uh, what's his name I can't remember. you know League One Fun yeah Jason you know just uh, you know chirping at you all for about you know Noco and I, I really just wanted to reply back it's two or three games in the season remember when Fue- everybody thought Fuego was going to run the league last year because they started hot and they ended up being absolute garbage oh yeah and also like everyone revised their picks we found out that Para had uh testicular cancer and they were like ah. and plus we don't know what's going on with Tormenta like Tormenta does not look right at all. But I, mean, I think they look like they normally yeah. do and, and <laughs> the, the, fluke, the fluke was the one and a half months at the end of last year. Yeah it's, 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 I think but, also but, we we started last year one one and one yeah. and we got hot in June. Right. We got hot in June. I mean I think it's you you know first 
two months of the season, it's it's for development. You know, right. it's for like sorting everything out. It's you know, I think when June, July come, you know, you'll we'll see who we truly are in June. Yeah. Well, wait a look. You're right, Gabe. Give it like we say. Give it a ten ten game period. Yeah. We'll do our evaluation there to see where this team is going to go from there. But right now, it should be any talk about panic button or this team isn't that. And Matt, definitely to your point about. We got to get last year's team out of our head. That was a romantic. We loved it. It was great. But this team is not that team. And things are different. Players are different. And we got to give these guys a chance. And so far, like, if you take the individual moments of Sukal, Hornsby, Belmar, they've been fantastic. They've been great. But yeah. And it's okay to push them to that next one. One of the outcomes could be that, you know, once this team, you know, had to click, they could be better. Yeah. You know, right. so doesn't that just be that, no, well, we're not going to be as good? I mean, it could be that, you know, they take it up a level for me, but what we saw last year. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. Right. So, Matt, I'll right. pass it on to you now to do our uh, top three, sir. Yeah. So, we uh, another game, another set of top threes. Uh, you know, when we start off with the you know, first, first you know, bit of the season, uh, Gabe, you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. What do you got? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll say uh, Will Palmquist is getting my three. A uh, couple of solid uh, shot stops. Um, he was he was fantastic stopping shots yesterday. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gordon with my two. He was he was the most dangerous. Um, I, he seemed the most dangerous to me. Um, and I'll go Hornsby with one. All right. Um, I'm, I'm next. So my three, I would give to uh, Gordon. Did a fantastic job out there on the right wing. Scored a nice goal. Created a couple of other chances. <laughs> I still laugh at the yellow card he got at the end because you can just tell like he's just throwing any body part he can at, at the ball. He just throws his hand. Um, it's kind of funny. we don't have we don't have VAR here. It's actually possible it could work. Yeah, you know it could work. Um. If we have VAR, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of red cards in this game. Um, two points, I will give it to uh, Willie Palms. Um, that's what I'm calling from now on because he had a couple of nice days. Uh, he did really well. Um, I think this is what two weeks in a row I gave him points. Maybe yeah, he put points. him on there last week. I can't remember yeah. where. Um, and my one point, I will give to Hornsby. Uh, he did really fantastic. Did a nice job on that. On that left side, um, I really like the creation of some of the balls that are coming from him. Yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that uh you know that was just him gassing out and there's nothing actually you know wrong with him when he had to get subbed out you know around like seventy or so. Oh yeah, I hope not either. Yeah, because would not be great news if that happened. No, no would it? All right, uh, for me, I'm going Owain. You know, at the top, literally anything good that happened in that game. He was involved with in one way or another, whether you know creating or finishing. Uh, when that happens and there's actually goal, you know, goal or goals at the end of it, you're probably going to get the, you know, the three points. Uh, well, our three points, maybe not the more important three points. But <laughs> uh, two, I went with Belmar. Uh, I thought he had a you know, strong, you know, you know, showing, you know, out there. Uh, you know, he was on the left most of the time. He was in the game. Obviously, he had the assist, you know, as well. Uh, you know, so I, I'm liking what I'm you know, seeing you know, from him. You know, the way he's able to you know, kind of hold up the ball, 
uh, really you can be able to be a little bit more, uh, I think, intentional with some of his choices and you know, his ability to be able to cut in. So give that you know, to him and then uh, and with you all, you know, one point for Hornsby. Yeah. So who's leading right now on the top? Uh, I'm on a different computer, you know, today. Uh, so I can I'll let you know next week. Uh, there we go. Keep them guessing. Um, so before we round up the show, we have another game coming up on Thursday. Uh US Open Cup action. Richmond is in the US Open Cup this year against uh Cleveland Soccer Club. This is their second ever appearance in the US Open Cup. Last year they played against Ford Madison. Um, went up there and lost three nothing. So hopefully we can have the same result here. Uh, we got an article coming out about them. It should be dropping out. What's today? Sunday. Yeah, it should be dropping out today on Sunday. So if you listen to this podcast, make sure you head on over to River City ninety three to check out that article there. But guys, for this game, U.S. Open Cup game. First of all, you think Darren's going to heavily rotate this squad, or do you think it's going to be a pretty consistent starting eleven? No, no Saturday game. There's no game this week either, so keep that in mind. I would personally like to see um, the regular starting 11 uh, just score a couple goals in the first half, gain somewhat of a comfortable lead, and then sub in a couple of the really young guys. Shout out to Gabe Cox, someone like him. Um, It'd be fun to see. Um, but I would love to see this new group kind of have an opportunity to gel together against a lower level, um, you know, kind of team. So, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a blend. Like I, I think you'll see, you know, some of the, you know, veteran guys, like I would bet almost anything like Chris Cole will probably start, you know, in the middle of the defense, you know, there and give, uh, you know, Dakota or, you know, Nathan, you know, a night off, you know, there. Uh, I think you, you know, probably, you know, almost certainly you're going to see Bentley start, you know, up up front. Uh, I think part of it's also, you know, going to depend on who else is healthy, right? You know, because the equivalent of this game last year is, you know, we saw, uh, like, you know, David Olson getting, you know, run up front, but, you know, he hasn't been making the bench. So I don't know if that's a health issue, you know, for him right now. But I think, you know, you might, you know, get to see, like, you know, you know, Zhao start in the midfield you know, this time around, or maybe, you know, Suko is available on the bench, you know, for instance. Uh, I, I do also gave I like the idea of running you know, the guys out there and letting them hopefully get some confidence by seeing the ball go in the net a few times, you know, especially, you know, like, you know, Emmy getting him, you know, up and going you know, for the year. Because uh, I think that, you know, can build something in. There's, you know, what, a 10 day break after that? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think, a nice long break before we play back at home against uh, Delco. So, yeah, right, it's a good so break. I think there, the game, if there was a you know, game on the weekend, I think it might be a different story. But I think circumstances uh, are allowing you know, us to be able to maybe go for it a little bit more directly. So I think it will be a, a mixed team, but uh, definitely having some guns on the bench, you know, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same thing. Like, I think Palm Chris will get the starting goal. Back four, you maybe get Chris Cole and Meacham like, probably to start. Yeah, Meacham probably midfield. It'd probably be Giles, Suko, and probably Dwyer. And then the front three maybe. is uh, you could probably name any of the four forwards and it'd probably be fine. So, yeah. 
I don't see too much really happening. Um, I I would like to see Richmond, you know, take it to him. Not sit back. I don't want a repeat of the Fusion game. That's what I don't no. like. I, I don't want a repeat of that where we were like kind of kind of taking our time and whatnot and not really executing. Um, I wanted us to take it to Cleveland. This is a Cleveland team that what went one nil up against Lionsbridge and kind of yeah held on record. Hey, yeah, held on, on to 10 men. So yeah. So we'll see. So um also know it's Donald P- PBR night. Are you guys gonna be there in the game? I'm gonna be there having fun enjoying my spring break. Yeah, I'll be there. Yay. Maybe we might do a post-game pod afterwards. Who knows? And not have a pod on the weekend. So we can enjoy our weekends. Well, me more so. <laughs> um, do, you enjoy, do you not enjoy talking to us on the weekends? I do, but it's also spring break, and I'm looking forward to sleeping in and just getting day drunk. Well, so, some of us have, have have to work, so. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be working. Yeah. <laughs> um, any last things for you guys before we wrap up? I mean, the big takeaway, we said it at the beginning, you know, City Stadium is fun when it's packed, you know. Nice. I, I have no expectations that we're going to get six thousand people there for our open cup game midweek. You know, I'm not I'm not a madman, uh, but you know, even if you know, you know, a couple of weeks against Noco, you know, get a, get a five k out there and really start to build, you know, that you know, momentum that hey, you know, kickers games are the place to be. You know, in Richmond on these Saturday nights, yeah, you know, only good things can come of that. Yeah, no, you're I, absolutely right. Okay. I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I have no reason to think that we would get less than 4,000 people at like a no-co game on April 15th, you know, or um, especially early in the year when things are exciting, the weather's not crazy hot, you know. I, I, I Towards the end of the year, it was amazing to see the numbers jump up so high and to see that, that initial sellout, you know, um, on the front end here. So I, I think, you know, I think it's. I think four thousand will be the standard yeah. throughout the summer. I hope anyway. So we'll see. Definitely, I love. I want to have big crowds. Everyone have everyone out there having them enjoy it, and I love a good tailgate. Let's keep the tailgates going because I, I surely miss them. I surely miss them. Um, but yeah, from us here, at River City ninety three. We just want to say thank you for taking the time of your day for listening to our podcast. And as always, we will holler at you guys next week. See you later. Oh, my God.